Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast. I am Jessica. And I am Susan. And today, I am excited for us to talk about a a topic that I think literally affects every single business owner that we know, certainly we know, I think every business owner that's out there. And that is the concept of sort of beating yourself up over the quote, bad business decisions that you have made. You know, the time that you decided to invest with someone and you didn't quite get what you wanted, or you didn't get along with the person, or you decided to hire someone and it didn't work out, you know, whatever that decision may be, you know, that's what we're going to dig into today. Because I would say in the last like two weeks alone, Susan, a combination of our clients and business friends have been like, oh my God, I've been, I did this thing or I invested in this or I hired this person and it just, it didn't work out. And we've just seen people literally like the self-flagellation and emotional, like beating themselves up is what prompted us really to do this episode. Yeah. I'm not a huge believer in regret. I think it's negative energy, number one. Negative energy around regret is framed in the following way for me. I clearly did not make the right decision. I should have known better. I could have done better. I must have. It's just wasted energy. So I tend not to swim in that regret pool for too long. And that's why I think you had such a a helpful take on this that I wanted for us to have a conversation about it for the benefit of our listeners. And before we get into all of that, I think we obviously want to say at the beginning of this that the decisions we're talking about, how we're defining decision, are the decisions that you're making where your overall livelihood and business, your personal and emotional livelihood, as well as your business's livelihood, are not at stake. So for example, we're not talking about a decision that would suddenly render someone homeless or destitute or would not require them to have to literally shut down their business because they can no longer function, you know. So what we're talking about are those decisions that you made where it just, yes, it kind of, it stings and it affected your business in a way. And it, it certainly stung personally, but overall you are fine and your business is fine. So I think just to be clear with that. Yeah. I love that clarity call. Ultimately folks, what we're talking about is imminent danger. Right. We're not unpacking that. Clearly, if there's an emergency, you call what? 911 or whatever. We're not going to take that on today. I think where we really want to take you is those decisions that are not necessarily life or death, of course, but that we as business leaders and senior leaders and owner operators, we're making a lot of darn decisions. And, you know, sometimes. We just, you know, go back on a decision and we turn ourselves inside out over a decision not made well. And that's where we want to focus our conversation and our give and take today on. Yeah. So, and I'm sure as you're listening to this, you are probably an example comes readily to mind. You know, it was someone you said, you know, you either hired as the team member or it was someone you said yes to investing with for consulting or guidance or support or sort of a service. Um, Or it could even be like, I made the decision to do this X thing in my business. And that was, that was a mistake. So 
I think let's start with just where people have been coming to you in the last two weeks. They're sort of in that the decision was made, the fallout happened, and now they're in this space of beating the literal crap out of themselves. Oh, my God. Into hamburger, quite frankly, or minced meat, as our European friends would say. You know, in the past two, I would even go out as far as three or four weeks. Folks are much more focused on what they're spending, quote unquote, or investing. See, there's two different mindsets there. Um, What they've committed to or what they've got pulled into. See, different perspectives there. But all, you know, it's all about reevaluating a committed behavior, action, or investment. And I think, you know, the energy around that's pretty interesting from my perspective as an advisor, helping and guiding and supporting them through it, because it's one of those instances of, all right, first, what is to be gained by beating yourself up on this? Well, what's the point? You know, where are you going with this? How does this possibly serve you going forward? I think a better question, a more interesting question, something that really can serve you going forward is, Could I learn to make a better, more informed, well-informed decision going forward? What what did I miss? What could I learn? What could I gather as a benefit of that experience? To me, I think that's, you know, cooler, sexier, more productive. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe so that you could stay up to date with all of our amazing episodes that we're going to release. And hopefully this has you thinking about things twice. Come over and have a conversation with us. We'd love to have a conversation with you to take that next step. But not with us. We're certainly going to put you in the right direction. Make sure you go over to IWantToCollaborate.com. Back to the show. What I've appreciated and why I was so excited to talk about this topic today is because I was in that camp of, oh my gosh, I made this horrible decision. I can't believe we did this. I can't, can you believe that it didn't work out? And for a variety of reasons. And then I would just be in this space of for days, weeks, months, just beating myself up over it. And really, I would say for me, it was indulging in the emotionality of it. And it was you sort of taking that question of, well, what can we learn from from this and how can we make a better decision was literally like throwing, you know, the, what, wait, what do you put in when you have a kitchen fire? What do you put on the fire? Is it baking soda, baking powder? Yeah. 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 Like soda. it's like throwing that onto the emotional fire and be like, well, wait a second. It feels good and indulgent to be in this emotional space, you know, and how can you instead as a business owner use that information as intel? That's what it is, right? Because um, we often use these phrases in small business as, you know, continual process improvement. That's really sexy, right? All that type of stuff. This is one of those, you know, to be an evolving, learning, intuitive small business, we have to be introspective, but with sobriety not emotionality. Now, I'm not suggesting become stoic in this, right? We could have emotion. I'm just suggesting not to be indulgent and wallow in the damn thing, right? There is a difference. And because at that point, now we're throwing good money at a very bad investment. The money, time, time is dying. I've always said this and 
you know, we can go in over that at some other point, but the, the, you know, the point comes back to how do you recover from an, a bad decision? Do you want to wallow in the emotionality of it? Or do you want to come at it soberly and ask, okay, what is that lesson? As you pointed out, that to me is a more productive use of time. And what I love about our clients in our small business community right now is that there is more attention being given to investment. There's more attention being given to what are we going to do? That was not in play as far as back as January, December, or November 22. People were just doing. So there is a a shift. And I think that's a really interesting thing to be able to share with our listeners that if you find yourself in that space of gosh, I should have made a better decision. I could have done this, but just, you know, take two steps back, take a deep breath and ask, where's the lesson? And I can ask you something though. All right. Be honest with me because, you know, for, for those listening who are like, okay, so that sounds easy to do, right? Just think about the lesson. Okay. So I was, I was just curious, you know, because you were saying you don't, you don't want to be totally stoic about it, but how have you sort of balanced that that feeling of the the emotionality with the sobriety of what can I learn from this? Because earlier this year, there was a moment where we had made a oh, frustrating cool. business decision, right? And and I say I say frustrating because again, it, it did not impact the overall business's well-being. It did not cause us to be in a place where we were in financial, you know, strain, but it did sting. It did not turn out the way we wanted it to turn out. And so I'm just curious, you know, because you, I remember there was a moment where you were sort of emotional about it, but how did you pull yourself out of that? Oh, let's be clear. I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we just be real about this? The emotion was anger, betrayal, angry at myself that I didn't, didn't see the warning signs. You know, I fell in love with the potential and damn it. That is one of the biggest lessons as business owner, leaders, decision makers, the potential always bites us in the ass, right? Especially, you know, folks that are, you know, entrepreneurs, we love potential. So, you know, your question was, how did I pull myself out of that potential spin out? There were always three questions I ask, always, what worked? So I start listing out what worked. What didn't work? And those two questions, now, in all sincerity, there's emotionality and there's sobriety in there too, right? But I put them on paper. And then I just look at it, okay, could I, would I have made a different decision if it was today? And the reality is I would have made the same damn decision. And so I had to just suck it out. Like, yeah, you know what? That happens. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you win more than you lose. And that's the game, right? We want to win more than we lose in our decisions. And in that instance, I'm being really honest. That's how I pulled myself out of the spin out. So then I had to literally say to the folks that we had this working on, I literally had to say, love you, kisses, hugs, we're done. And that is perhaps one of the more difficult things to say, but I had to do it because it just wasn't working. It wasn't working out for our betterment. And I think also for theirs, you know, 
And sometimes as decision makers, we don't always get to make the fun decisions. Sometimes we have to be able to say, this isn't going to work. Love you, kisses, hugs. I honestly wish you the best, but we're going to stop. I think a few things that I'm thinking of with that specific instance is we, at the time when we made the decision, we had the, the information in front of us, yes. you know, it, we, we made the best decision at the time that we could have. And okay. I think, you know, on the other side of it, after what happened, happened, I looked back on it and I was like, why am I so angry? Like, why was I so angry? And I was like, I'm more angry with myself because I think, again, there was the potential of this. I didn't ask I knew I should have asked this question and I know the should have like people listening, don't come at me with the, like, don't shit on yourself. But there was that like, wow, these are certain questions that I know that I should consistently ask. And so we just, I think we used that and said, okay, so yeah, that sucked. It was annoying, whatever, you know, we'll, we, we need to move on and use this to inform our decisions going forward. And so if it's a matter of, in this specific case, if it's a matter of hiring, you know, someone to support us in some capacity, well, we kind of know what questions we need to ask this person up front going forward. And so I think that's, you know, I was thinking of someone who just recently messaged us and said, you know, I've been beating myself up over this decision I made for over a year. And I think, my God, what you said about time is so true. It's like, can we use that energy and harness that for more productive things in our business? And more importantly, some of the most successful business owners that we've been around, I wonder if there's the perception, Susan, that when people beat themselves up over decisions, is it because we think that successful business owners don't make bad decisions? Do we get into that space of like, oh, I'm a bad business owner because I made this this decision and it didn't work out? Or there's, do you, do you know what I'm saying? I wonder if yeah. people are sort of internalizing it that way. I think inexperienced ones do. I think, no, I don't think, I actually, I'm going to say I believe this that, look, no one ever gets up from a knockout ever without understanding when they get up off the floor, they're wiser and stronger for getting up, right? Can we acknowledge that? So when you're in the privileged position of being a business owner and a leader, decision-making is understood to be part of the role and responsibility of that particular individual. No getting around it. So you learn right quick you're not the hero of every day. There are times you're going to make not so great decisions. So you have to recognize it's not a personal failing. It's just, you know what, this is part of getting through it and advancing and evolving. I think though, when business owners are junior, you know, newbies, if you will, respectfully, I don't say that disrespectfully to you new business owners and leaders. We all had to be there. I am saying that you don't necessarily have muscle memory yet on how to recover from a bad decision because it's like life. You will make bad decisions. You will trip. You will fall. You don't lay flat. If you're a leader, you don't lay flat. You get up and you dust yourself off. And you either, if you're raw and you have an open wound, Eventually, it's going to scab over. You'll recover. It's like the old question, should I worry? And the reply usually is, would it help? And it doesn't. It doesn't. So you got to remember to give yourself some grace and ease through this process. 
Well, and I think too, through, I think the, just the way you, you've mentored me around this, which is, you know, you use it as Intel, you, it stings for a moment, but use it to propel the business forward. And I think two things have sort of happen because I wouldn't say we make bad decisions all the time, but it happens and it's going to happen to to you listening to this. You can do what you can and you can make as much of an informed choice as possible. But in the end, not all of them are going to be the right one or the one that's going to work out the best. And I think looking back on some of the decisions that we've made that haven't worked out the way we wanted them to, one, I think it's helped just in terms of better questions to ask, ways to make the decision itself. And two, I also think that at least in the line of work that we do, it has made us much more dynamic coaches mm. and consultants because then you're speaking from experience of like, well, we tried this and this is what happened. This was our experience with it. Or if I did it again, I would have done this differently. And so you just don't know until you go through it. Yeah, you got to get through the fire of it. And you know, there's also, I remember uh, listening to a presentation and he actually, what was the author of Stoicism right now? Who's that fellow? Ryan Holiday. Very, very well known. He's author of The Daily Stoic and yeah. talks about Stoicism on social media. So yeah, we saw him at uh, Funnel Hacking Live. Yeah, maybe. And years, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Out of the whole presentation, the one thing that this always happens to me. I usually walk away with one or two nuggets for a presentation and he gave a hell of a presentation. So if you ever have a chance to see him, do it. I highly recommend it. But here's the thing I took away from that presentation was he made the comment of AI. AI, what's really amazing that we can take as humans as a lesson from it is its decision-making model. It doesn't emote. Now, I don't want to say that you should make decisions emotion-free. Let's not be extreme here. Um, You know, we're people. We are emotion. That's what makes us fabulously human. But we can minimize the fog of emotion in our decision-making. And AI, as he went on in his presentation, just makes a mistake and computes it for the next correction. That's it. It's just, oh, that didn't work. Okay, next. Oh, it didn't work. Great. Okay, next. And then what even that say great? Because there's no emotion, right? There's no judgment on it, good or bad, healthy, sad. It just, it doesn't do any of that. So how did I take that back to my business working with my clients was, how can we turn down the emotion in this particular decision? If you had to do it all over again, let's look at the facts that were available to you in that moment when you made that decision to do it or not. And use that as a teaching tool. So that's all I do. I I really, honestly, that's, I I have to give him the credit for helping me with that one. They all have better decision-making abilities. Yeah, I think it's the striking a balance between, okay, you know what? wasn't fun, not happy that it went that way, but I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I'm not going to spend time thinking, overthinking, you know, imagining different scenarios and just think wallowing in it for days, weeks, or months. You know, that's just, it's not productive, A, for the business and more importantly, for your own mental and emotional well-being. Talk about that, your emotional and long-term well-being. Oh my gosh, because I think this was my personal, like specifically for me, but I would 
think about it as, as I was lying down in bed at night and like playing it over and over in my mind of like, oh, I would have done this differently or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And that affects sleep. I'm like, okay, so you're not sleeping. This is what happened. You know, so it it creates this very unproductive space for, it did for me anyway. And I think I've said this to you so many times, Susan, if I'm not careful, I can very easily slide into all or nothing. And I can just be like, you know, in the indulgence space. That was for me, right? I'm not saying everybody is indulging in their emotions. That was just for me. Mm-hmm. And it's the balancing of, okay, yes, acknowledge it, acknowledge the emotion, but then, okay, so we've got to move on, right? I cannot put my body and mental well-being through this and the business, I've got to move on. I love all of that insight. And because I love how you connect it to the rinse and repeat of that memory loop and how that impacts your body and your overall well-being. Folks, there's not enough time in the day to overemphasize how important that and that alone is. Because this is a a cliche, and I'm going to use it. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is really a marathon. So it's about conditioning your mindset and your body, because you have to be able to take the hits, you know, you got to get back up. This is not about those. And, you know, finally, I would probably put a real emphasis on this. Recently, I shared with a client who was just an amazing businesswoman, number one, truly, truly an amazing businesswoman, very successful business. You know, one of the things you can expect as you scale and grow your business, (laughs) the punches are going to feel harder. You know, at first, they're like little pillow swipes. You know, you just got swacked in the head by a pillow. You know, as you get bigger in this business, it's it goes right to the, the bread basket. You know, the gut. You get a gut shot. And really? Because I can tell you that first year of business, everything felt like a gut punch. So I don't know what kind of... <laughs> Maybe for some people, I don't know. Here we go. You know, it, this is why we do this. You know, you have that and I didn't. I mean, to me... Oh my like, gosh. Everything I did in the in the very beginning, it was like this, the, the intensity, the seriousness of it all. So I would say I've, I've experienced... Although, you know, to be fair, I think I've certainly eased and they don't feel, you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, here's what I encouraged her with. And I love that you shared that. So thank you. It's one of those <laughs> things. See, folks, this is why we have this dynamic. To me, I was like, oh, did you say something? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, but as we grew, oh, okay. that I, I felt that hit. So I shared with her the following quote, there is no problem outside of you that is superior to the power that is within you. I'll repeat it because that's a repeater. There is no problem outside of you that is superior to the power that is within you. That was big because you learn how to embrace a bad decision, a flawed decision, a marred decision, a setback. Because why? If you understand how to capitalize and leverage a setback, if you will, you just got one of the true keys to success. That is a key of success. If you can understand how to leverage a loss into a win, to a lesson, to what I will never do again, or what can I share with others? Because sharing of knowledge is one of the biggest blessings you can pass on, right? 
And I'd also add to, it's also the appreciation of if I made a quote unquote bad decision, it's not a reflection of who I am as a person and, you know, my, how successful I'm going to be in business. I think it's, it's the depersonalization of that. And I think of some of the the clients we have who have been in business, they're certainly entrepreneurial to the bone and the way that they approach mistakes or what we're saying with bad decisions, there isn't the emotionality. It's like, oh, that sucked. All right. Well, I'm not going to do that again. That's it. And we're moving on. Pick up your bags, people. Let's go. Yeah. That's a life lesson. I mean, truly. So this is why I love the craft of small business. Because it, it is both a personal and professional lesson. If you can grab this and let it inform you in how you make what worked, what didn't, what lesson can I glean out of this to give, you know, go forward. Sometimes these lessons too, by the way, this is a popular follow-up to me from our clients. What I'm teaching them this is, well, what do I do with this lesson? Well, you have to ask a critical question at this point. Does this inform our business or distract? Sometimes it's a one-off and you can say, no, you know what? We're not doing that again, folks. Or if we do it again, this is how we're going to approach it so we can mitigate risk or harm that this decision can impact us on. Does that make sense? Mm, Totally. we, We have to kind of be intuitively curious childlike in our curiosity about it. And when we detach and get childlike with the curiosity around this, the emotionality falls right away. It definitely falls off of it, at least in my experience. Well, and I think too, something that you know, I think the two of us, you know, have each other to sort of talk through yeah. through that with, right? Like I think sometimes, you know, in the in the lonely space that is business ownership, you know, you can get into your own head this would be me, right? I'd be in my own space thinking and overthinking and imagining and, you know, all of those unhelpful pieces on my own. And I think having the, the ability to verbalize it out loud with someone is, is helpful too. So I think again, it just, you know, it's been helpful. Thank you. And I mean that, Han. thank you for bringing that up for our listeners and for each other as a reminder of This is yet one more time we can help others recognize you can't do this stuff in a vacuum. You really cannot. I mean, to do so is at your own peril, right? And, you know, ultimately, I think what we're both stressing to our kind listeners is whenever you make a not so terrific decision, if you can make that decision that it wasn't honestly a productive, Paul, you're a wiser person because you made that. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. If you could judge it as not such a wise decision, right there and then, in that very moment, you're a wiser, more informed individual decision maker. I love it. So as you are thinking on this episode and thinking about maybe there's a recent decision, and I use bad, I'm using it in a broad sense because that's how we usually label these things, but you're thinking of a bad, not so great, less than terrific kind of decision that you've made recently. Hopefully you can take one or two tips from this and A, ease up on yourself and B, harness this to propel your business forward. Because as soon as you sort of see yourself through that emotional fog, 
we promise that the the lesson, the silver lining, the intel that you can use to move forward is there. So Susan, anything else you want to say before we let them go? Just trust in your intuition. Be stronger and wiser and, and go gently. Allow that wisdom to come to you. And I hope you feel a good hug after this. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another one of our episodes. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.